0: Welcome back to the What's Your One More podcast. Today, I'm joined by a wonderful guest that I have today, Mr. Carl Sona, who is the CRO co-founder of Streamline Podcasts and also a man of faith. I'm glad to have you here today. Welcome, my friend.
1: Cute. thanks for having me, brother. Absolutely. How you make this to happen? Is, uh,
0: this is exciting. So Carl joins us all the way from Denver, Colorado. Yeah. And uh, for me, that's super exciting because we normally get a little Zoom when action when I'm asking someone to come to the podcast. But I uh, I reached out to Carl in one of our uh, business calls and I said, I would love to have you on the show. And he said, you know what? Matter of fact, I'm going to be there this time, this date. Let's make it happen. So yeah. really, really gracious to, uh, of you to be here. And I'm very grateful for you to Dude, be here. Dude,
1: happy to be here, man. What a tremendous space. Producer Charlie, appreciate you for having us, brother. Yeah. Let's rock and roll, Let's man. Let's do this.
0: So we're going to get into it. So for our listeners today, what we're actually tackling is yeah. the idea of doing a podcast. I get asked all the time, mm-hmm. hey, Quentin, what made you want to do this? How did you do it? And and, and the platforms, all of the social media contents, like what what, what are you doing? And the reality is it's, it's not me. I'm surrounded by a great group, great team, uh, great producer and Charlie over yeah. there. And, you know, it takes a village to make something work. But – we also wanted to do it extremely large, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't always have to be like that. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a lot of, Misconceptions about a podcast, like can you start it from your bedroom? Can you start it from your garage? And then do you get to the studio? And uh, we chose to do the studio first, but there was a couple of reasons why. We'll talk about that. But before we get started, let's talk startups. Let's talk podcasting startups. So your background right now is your company actually helps people start their podcast yeah. from from that bedroom concept, garage concept, to where we are right now. Yeah. And you know, there's a growth there's a growth initiative that takes place to get that done. But you guys come and you say, hey, listen. We can help. I think you even called it a pod in the box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pod box. Pod box. We'll we'll talk about (laughs) that. But you help people get started up literally as much as that, and then it kind of grows. So you want to you want to talk to us a little bit about about the startups and and what does it take just for our audience because people ask all the time like you know what does it take?
1: Yeah, no. Thank you for setting that up, man. You know, first and foremost, we're really in the business of helping people stand out and really helping them lean into their uniqueness uh, so that they can help the folks that they feel compelled to help and and that's really where the whole concept came from because when we started back in 2020 this is like literally pre-pandemic like two weeks before the pandemic mm-hmm. sent us on the lockdown we were just a production company so you had to have figured out all the individual pieces you had to have the village so to speak right that helped you create the content in order to work with us and on the back end we would make you sound great post-produce and distribute all the content but a funny thing started to happen a lot of people started to come to us asking, where do I get the right mic? What's okay. the lighting setup? What sort of DAW software do I use to produce? And we point people to all the things, right, and all the places, but we wouldn't hear for them for like five, six, seven, eight, eight plus months sometimes. Wow. So we realized, oh, wow, we're actually creating problems for these people by not figuring out a way to really help them consolidate that time, compress time and give them an all-in-one solution to get going. So so that's really where the idea of helping folks started came from, right? Yeah. Now, in terms of all the different pieces, man, and where people tend to go, I think sometimes when it's your voice, when it's your name, your image, your likeness, <laughs> you get trapped up in here. And that's the number one pitfall with the podcasting space is folks tend to be far too introspective and they're not actually thinking about What it is they have to say and who it's for. So, we really try to take a step back and really help folks understand their positioning and really what they feel called to serve Mm -hmm. and, and what they feel called to speak about so that they're actually gonna have the longevity on the back end. Love it. Because this is not a, you know, jump in and you're blowing up. Tomorrow type of game, oh, no. and this is this is a long term game, and you need to know why you're yeah. <laughs> well, to have the sustainability. So long what term. I'm hearing
0: is you need to know your audience. You need to know, you your need to know who you're trying to target. Yeah. And I hear you guys ask that all the time. And yeah. for those that, that are that are wondering, yes, we work with Carl's company. I think it's a fantastic company. <laughs> shameless plug. <laughs> that's that shameless plug. We do work with them. Great company. Yeah. All that content you see being pushed out in the form of social media, that's 100 Carl's team over there, and they do a fantastic job. But you got to know your audience, that yeah. target audience, because if you don't know who you're speaking to, you really don't know the Content to kind of get out there
1: exactly and that that's another issue too like unlike social media where you can hop on Instagram or LinkedIn and see who's commenting who's engaging who's liking oftentimes for podcasts especially rookies that are Mm -hmm. starting it feels like an echo chamber they're not actually clear or certain about who's on the opposite end (laughs) of that microphone what are they thinking what's standing out what's captivating them right and so it can kind of feel like a lonely game yeah. if you if you know what I'm saying. And so what we've really tried to get good at over the past couple of years is we really tried to help our podcast hosts uh, find ways to create better engaging content that drives engagement. The beautiful thing about the podcast is that it's a very intimate platform. I mean, mm-hmm. bro, you and I are here having a conversation with Charlie over in the corner, but when people listen to this, they're going to feel like they're in the room as well, too. Exactly. Well, how do we get those people to feel like they can actually engage even though they're not actually able to provide us real-time feedback that that's kind of the missing link and it really comes down to being a servant on the mic and finding ways to create content that will actually create that two-way conversation so that you can be informed on where to take folks next
0: I love that and you know we when you put yourself out there, which is essentially what you're doing when yep. you create a podcast, super vulnerable, putting yourself out there because you don't know who's going to like it, it's you don't know what they're going to say, and and a lot of times people listen to it, they don't leave a comment, they'll they'll download it, they don't leave a comment, they yeah. don't like it, they don't because it's not because they don't like it, it's because they're listening to it, but they don't think to do those things because there's you know we think of social media, you got those instant like buttons, yeah. and that doesn't happen in the podcast world. So what happens is you're just wondering, you're left mm-hmm. to wonder and. You know, when you combine it with a social media platform like you guys offer, you do get a little bit of that feedback quicker. Yeah. And, you know, yesterday I had a lady come up to me and say, that episode 10 with Brian Murphy, she was like, <sighs> and she like put her hand over her heart. She's like, it literally like took my breath away. And I'm like, that's the sweetest thing someone has said to me since yeah. I've launched this podcast. Yeah. Like I told her, I was like, you made my day. And uh, I'll, I'll, I just was so thankful and grateful for her. But you're right. You, you know, you just, it's, you're putting yourself out there and it's a very lonely space, yeah. you know? And so- as startups, you know, talk a little bit about what advice you have for a startup. What kind of advice can we offer someone that goes – because I had, a, I had a, uh, a colleague of mine who's my co-host on the mm-hmm. show. He said he ran into someone, and they go, you know what? I'm thinking about starting a podcast. And that's kind of how it starts, right? And yeah. he tells him what it is. And he said it's going to be this, this, and this. And he was like, okay. He's like, do you think you're going to get 100 episodes of that? Like, Because that's literally the goal. you got to think 100 episodes of the future. And it was interesting to see the guys, like, take back. And so I think one of the questions I was going to ask was, how often do you see people box themselves into content? Like, they limit the what they're able to talk about when they start the show.
1: Yeah, all the time. I mean, and, you know, part of that is a lot of the self-proclaimed gurus out there saying things like the riches are in the niches. Okay. Which I can understand. And I think a lot of that is intended to help folks understand that, hey, you need to be a little bit more selective about who it is you're speaking to. But let's not get it twisted. Don't box, your, box yourself in, right? And and what happens is a lot of times people come in, for for instance, a real estate agent, right, and mm-hmm. they see all the other real estate shows out there, and so their immediate response is to lead with, what are the quote unquote competitors doing, right? And how can I play their game, versus to take a step back and look at themselves and really understand what their unique value proposition is, what Mm -hmm. makes them truly stand out and lead with that. And oftentimes when I have agents coming to me and they'll say things like, I don't like my voice or I'm into fitness, but that doesn't really work with real estate or I'm a man or woman of faith, but how do I bring that into, into, into the business realm? And I really try to help them see and lean into the fact that those are the unique qualifiers that can help you be more attractive to the sorts of people that might actually be willing to do business with you right. over the course of time. So, how do we become more comfortable with ourselves? Right. That's why I like this medium, man. Like that's why I, me personally, started a podcast back in the day, man. I never saw myself in this space, but as I listened to folks and I heard their stories and their evolutions of becoming better human beings as a result of doing something like this, right? Meeting people, learning new opportunities, like putting things into practice. I realized that this was really kind of a landscape to challenge yourself and and to really step into who it is you're meant to become. And, uh, you know, that's the opportunity at the end of the day. You know, you're taking folks on a journey if you do it the right way. Mm -hmm. You're giving folks an opportunity to find that we're actually a lot more connected than what society or ourselves will lead ourselves on to believe. And there's a tremendous amount of growth for you as an individual.
0: Well, I mean, you can tell how passionate you are. You know, I could feel it. You can feel it. <laughs> yeah. You can see it. Even from the day one Zoom when we met, you could tell. And so uh I, I I love I love your desire and passion for podcasting. It really helps. It helps motivate people like me too when I'm putting myself out there yeah. and doing some things. Because as, I feel like as a as being on the same team, you guys are coaching us up all the time, giving us ideas and feedback, which is wonderful and great and I greatly appreciate that. Yeah.
1: And you know, one last thing I'll say to really help the person that's thinking about starting up is you know, why would somebody want to trust you, right? Why would somebody want to trust you with their business if it's doing a mortgage on their dream home, first Mm -hmm. home, whatever the case may be, when there's literally hundreds of thousands of others, quote unquote, like you in the same business. And so that's a big question to ask. It's a huge question to ask. And I think the opportunity is to really lean into what makes you authentically you. That's where this medium can blow someone up. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And today's consumer, you know, they're not really looking at the Bank of England as the end-all be-all as far as the brand. Of course they are, and of course it carries a lot of weight like the Kellers and some of these other companies out there, but a lot of folks are making buying decisions based off of who you are and what your brand is. So if you're a person that's in business to serve, to transact, you ought to really think about how you're showing up online and Mm -hmm. if it truly represents who you are in real life. And if there's a discrepancy there or even worse, if there's no presence there, it's time to roll up your sleeves and get to work. Yeah,
0: that's the way you distinguish yourself in today's market. So no, that's a great point. So how long does the average podcast last? Like podcasting, (laughs) you know, it's kind of like I was told at the very beginning was, hey, listen, it's going to take content, content, content. Do you have the content? Because what I started to learn was that people like the idea of podcasting kind of going back to that, you know, that, that inner self that you talked about, they love the idea of it, but then when they go out and do it, that lack of feedback that I was describing earlier kind of detours the motivation to continue with the podcast.
1: Big time, man. And for a lot of businesses, it is a loss leader. A hundred percent. I mean, especially when you think about what more you could be doing in your business that could be generating revenue. Mm -hmm. And you think about the research and then the setup and then the, doing what we're doing right now in the right. back end. It's, it's a whole thing, which is kind of where we come in. But that's neither here nor there. To answer your question, seven episodes.
0: I mean, seven episodes.
1: Seven episodes. That
0: is mind-blowing when I heard that.
1: End up in the podcast graveyard. Because you're right, man. It's a very attractive medium. Like, oh, whoa, I can broadcast my voice? You yeah. know, and people want to be seen. They want to be heard. A lot of people have opinions. Yep. The barrier to entry is quite low. Super low. You know, and folks like us are making it even lower. And so I tell people all the time, man, this medium can be as powerful, if not more powerful than like a Formula One race car. Like you can hop in it and go, but just because you can hop in and go, doesn't mean that you actually have the skills required to stay on track. Ah, it's a great and if analogy. you're not careful, you can very quickly spin out yeah. <laughs> and it can lead to disaster.
0: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I absolutely. mean? Absolutely. And you know, I think some people <laughs> get this notion in their head, like, I mean, I'm not Joe Rogan. Yeah. Like I can't compete with that. And you're right. You're, not, you don't and have you're to. not going to. You don't have to. Like it doesn't take much to enter this space to your point. Yeah. To get in. And with the microphones the way they are now and the way they they've made all these fantastic ones that plug directly into the computer right. and give you great sounds and the mixing boards already in there. Yep. You really can you really can get into this quite cheap and effective and sound. Really good, without question. Um, but you know, seven episodes going back to that, like so. I would recommend if you were looking to start a podcast, if you can't plan twenty out, Mm -hmm. you might want to back up and wait till you. Without
1: question, without question, because
0: you're literally going to get into this, and you're going to get your Apple certification to upload, you're going to get your RSS feed to Apple, to Spotify, to Google Podcasts, Amazon, list goes on and on, and YouTube, and you're going to get a channel, and and it's going to be seven episodes. And then you're in the graveyard, like you said.
1: Exactly. And the other thing, too, is that consistency really wins this game. Um, You know, unfortunately, our society has not been conditioned well enough for consistency. That's just my opinion. Mm -hmm. Take it or leave it. And I think that people are under this false pretense that they can kind of just hop on all willy-nilly, do a couple of episodes take a week or two off, maybe do another episode. That's another. And it's just not the way it works. Podcasting actually has a higher follow-through rate uh, as far as an audience sticking with your content for the 20 or 30 minutes or however long it Mm -hmm. is. But in order to get there, you have to train them on what to expect from you. It's a high trust platform. Again, I'm in someone's ear. Mm -hmm. You know, they like the sound of my voice. They like what I'm talking about. They'll stick with me if... I'm willing to serve and show up for them on a regular basis. And that's what you guys do so well here. Oh, well, thank you. You know what I mean? So I'd really encourage people to think about just the level of commitment and if they're in a space in their life to where they can commit and or get the folks
0: around them. That can help them build a team, build a team and and get that content. out. Such a great point. Cause we started recording our first episodes in August, but we didn't go live until October 28th. And we were like, we got to get these out. And and what I recognized was we better have a library ready to go. Because if I'm trying to record and go record and go, that's where the wheels come off. And you're going to have like anything when you're working out or you're at work, you're going to have days you're on and you're going to have days that are just awesome. And you're like, man, I killed it. We slayed it today. Those are not going to, those are like everything. They're far and few between. You're going to have more normal and then you're going to have some bad ones. When the bad yeah. ones show up, whether you can't get a guest in or you, you maybe you got a block on content, whatever it may be, yeah, you're going to miss that episode. Having that library to kind of give you that cushion is really important. So you yeah. can deliver that.
1: Without question. I Number one piece of advice here, folks, listening that are thinking about doing this, go slow to go fast. Like go please, please fast. be patient with yourselves please try to like enjoy and trust the process. This is where my faith comes in. You okay, know? I, We mentioned that very quickly. Sometimes you just got to be able to let go and let God come in and, and just kind of give you that direction to really plan and be strategic. Because I tell you what, man, if you stay consistent enough and I believe in mm-hmm. what you're doing here, your queue, you will start to build a massive audience. Will you it. will start to build the influence that probably far outweighs and exceeds anything you could ever imagine. And you want to make sure that you've got the proper infrastructure to continue to pour into that. Well, Otherwise, the whole thing is going to collapse.
0: Well, that's great advice. And thank you for that compliment, because I think that having that faith is uh, extremely important, you know, and letting go, you know, trusting your producer, trusting yep. your team. Yo, thank you so much for choosing us today. We're definitely not done with our podcast, but we are going to take a really short sponsor break and then we'll get right back to the show. I've been in the lending business for 20 years. I've seen many different lenders. During those 20 years, I recognized there's a difference between being an originator and an advisor. And the team at Bank of England is full of advisors. They take their time to understand your needs. They take the time to structure a mortgage for you and your family. And I cannot recommend them enough. If you're in the market to purchase a home, maybe it's a second home, maybe it's an investment property, or you're looking to refinance your current property that you live in, take a minute to work with the advisors at bank of england mortgage they're a nationwide lender and you can find your local branch at boemortgage.com w because it's more than loans it's people thanks so much for letting us give a shout out to our sponsor all right now back to the podcast you know for our audience like wow well, i i I tend to avoid social media. Like you not know, <laughs> we all? That, that, yeah, but I'd be like, <laughs> in these production meetings, they were laughing at me, and I'm like, I don't have this. Why I don't is that? that? So I think personally for me, um, in my position where, where I am with the bank, like yeah. anything I put online, there's a high level of judgment that takes place. And so to kind of just really eliminate that in my life and not put myself out there like that— yeah. I just said that's not for me. I'm just, I'm, I'm, you know, birthdays, anniversaries, I'll throw it out there. But I've never been the guy that posts a picture no matter where I am and what's going on. Sure. If anything. And it's a very private. For me, it's a private thing. It's, okay. And I also, I liked it that way, and my wife and I liked it that way. But we came to a conclusion. When we decided to do this. That wouldn't be the case anymore. And we also wanted to wait till our kids were in high school. Um, To kind of really make that move for various reasons. And, you know, I did a lot of coaching with my kids and the energy and effort it takes because it does take energy and effort to go into this and the social content. At that time, I was pouring into my my family in many different aspects. And there wasn't room for this in my life. Now there is. And, um, and a full support and backing of my family. So learning this stuff, to your point, like I'm having to learn a lot of these things and really digest it and put energy and effort into it. So, I mean, every day I'm, I'm dedicating 45 minutes to the platform to go in there, repost, comment, do the things that you guys are suggesting. But, you know, if you don't, you're not going to get the results you want. This is a perfect example of you get out what you put in.
1: Yeah, without question. Perfect example.
0: Like you can go hire a wonderful company like yourself. That doesn't guarantee followers. It doesn't guarantee viewers. It doesn't guarantee anything but a great-looking product. Now you got to get people to watch it and listen to it.
1: Without question, man. I mean, at the end of the day, the content needs to be good. Content has to be good. The content needs to be good. And that would probably be the second pitfall uh, with something like this is that because the barrier to entry is low, everybody and their mom might be led on to believe that they've got great content. But Mm -hmm. if the content isn't good and if it's not something that people – are actually interested in or want to learn about, I'd probably caution you to pump the brakes a little bit and work on whatever your craft is. Mm -hmm. You know, all those years that you were pouring in your family, you were still serving people with the mortgages, right? You Mm -hmm. were still really building up that expertise, building up your network. Now you got all these awesome people getting ready to come on. One could argue that if you jumped into this too soon, maybe you wouldn't have had the level of expertise that you now have or the level of you know, um, cachet with mm. all the people in your network that you now have that want to come on. So again, go slow
0: to go fast. Good point. And I, I'll I'll say this about asking guests to come on the show. Yeah, you're gonna get rejected, <laughs> and don't take that personally. Take that as a challenge. To when you hear no, what do I got to do to make them say yes down the road? Um, you know, we've had multiple guests tell us now's not the time. You're a startup. You don't have this. Uh, we're not prepared for that. The time's not right for them. It's I've had people not respond, Sure. you know, and that's just part of it. And you have to know that when you get to that level that you're asking for someone's time, because literally you're asking yeah. for someone's time. They have the right to say all those things and not respond. Um, it's not necessarily how I will do it when someone asks me something, but you have the right yeah. to do that. And and you have to just take it as, hey, listen, it's not personal. We'll just keep going until we get them and on to the next one. Um, but I will tell you this. There's a lot of momentum in this business mm-hmm. as far as as far as my, my first six months in it, a lot of momentum. You get one guest, another guest, yeah. and it goes, goes, goes. And then when that momentum train stops – you got to start right back up and do what you created that other one because there's a lot of momentum in it.
1: Yeah. And you know, with the guest thing, I think everybody that has a platform should always have what I refer to as a dream 100. I didn't coin that term. It's, I think it was coined by a guy named Russell Brunson, but who are the top 100 people that you want to connect with and how do you put them into some sort of a CRM? I mean, heck, even a notebook and keep tabs on what pivotal events are going on in their lives. You know, they may they may have a new book, they may have a new foundation, a, cha- a charity, something along the lines thereof to where your little old podcast, six, seven, eight months from now, might not be so little, right? Right. And that could be an asset, a platform, a stage that you can leverage and put in front of them to come on and That's promote a great that thing. So piece of so much advice. of it is just the alignment of timing. You know, no today is oftentimes a yes tomorrow. So great point. Long game perspective, folks, long, long game, game perspective and have some fun in the process, right. man. It takes a little bit of time to master doing this. It does to even get comfortable. You know, I've done hundreds of these and I, I still feel like I'm learning all the time. I get something new out of every single conversation that I have. And it's because I've just kind of learned to be where my feet are. Yeah. You know, and that's right here in the mic and my butt in the chair. Just (laughs) just,
0: just having fun, man. So, Well, you can definitely tell you've done this a few times. I mean, there's no doubt about that. So, you know, you guys help people with content. Yeah. And, you know, some of your largest clients are real estate agents, real estate companies as a whole. Yeah. You know, that's how we first met. Um, I believe you told me you were working with 27 real estate offices in one uh, particular location in the West Coast. Right. So talk to our audience a little bit about how do you help people develop content? Like, I think we just talked about that was one of the toughest things. So how do we offer a solution to that?
1: Yeah, thanks for asking, man. So back to the content needing to be good Mm -hmm. and something that people want, we realized a long time ago that we were sort of perpetuating the problem by making the barrier to entry too easy to overcome while not really giving our clients guidelines around content creation. So we said, you know what? We gotta take a step back real quick you know, let's lay out the NOS, <laughs> if you will, and, and let's give folks uh, some really practical guidelines on what they should be talking about. So now we have a whole SEO-based research team that can work with an agent, for instance, and really help them hyper-focus on what sort of buyer or seller. And I'm just using real estate as an example sure. um, that they want to connect with. So point in case, I've got, you know, a husband-wife team out of the Bay Area. And they're like, our avatar is a 35 to 37-year-old couple. They're in the tech scene. They're making about 450 grand you know, combined. And they're looking for their ideal home in Alameda. Okay, great. What exactly is that couple most interested in online? And so we've got a variety of tools that help us kind of reverse hack mm-hmm. what is most relevant. And what we'll do for a client like that is we'll actually pitch them content ideas on a semi-regular basis so that the agent isn't operating this gray area around what should i be speaking about or my my favorite is this is the latest trend on TikTok. now i gotta go dance <laughs> right you know again this is people looking at what they feel they gotta do to be successful That's and ignoring the raw intangibles and assets that they have within them. So so that's the first part of it is mm-hmm. let's help you get clear on your actual content strategy.
0: Wow. That makes sense. So yeah, if I hear you correctly, it's maybe not the trends that you see for things on TikTok right. that actually may work in your business. But I love what you're doing. You're saying, "Hey, tell me who your tell me who your audience is." Going back to that, let's find out who my audience is. Who am I trying to target? You guys have an AI system yeah. that'll say, "Hey, listen, that target audience." Yeah. It's listening and watching and going to things like this. That's yeah. the content. So that's what we're going to go build platforms on, and then we're going to go attract them to that. Oh, I mean, you just happen to be a real estate agent that they trust talking about this content. Yep, exactly.
1: Yeah, that- we, we've got people who we specifically hire that love social media. I mean, basically, a prerequisite is is you've got to love watching content because we want to know what's working well, right? And and you know, part of the challenge that clients have as well, too, and this is the second kind of phase, is who am I speaking with? Who do I wanna serve? Mm-hmm. And so we brought on a brand strategist that can actually provide a tremendous amount of clarity with that. And and for folks that are coming in and that are new to this, we actually won't take you on unless you're willing to work with our brand strategy team first, because mm-hmm. it just ensures that we can mitigate the likelihood of you ending up in the graveyard and us failing you as a service provider. Yeah, and I think that's- Go slow to go fast. That's that. That's
0: yeah. that uh, package you have to fill at the very beginning. There's a lot of questions in there, but yeah. it helps you kind of understand exactly what you're saying, because what you find out real quick is if this person doesn't know their audience, we yeah. can't help them.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then I'd say that the third phase of it is the actual production. So you've got a dedicated guy here on site. Most don't, right. And, it, and it's okay if you, if you don't, you know, what I, what I know you started say, with yep. the studio piece. I want to hear your rationale for why you started there, but most people are doing this, you know, out of a home office, they're doing this out of uh, you know their office space mm-hmm. over Zoom or like a Riverside, right. which is totally fine. And so for people like that, we'll meet with our producer and you'll essentially be able to create all this content, batch record, because we understand that, again, you want to be able to build that library so that you're not having to kind of continuously you know run on this never ending treadmill to try to keep up. And number two, we understand that a lot of folks are busy. So if we can batch record the content, the podcast actually provides the trunk of the content from which we can create micro content. Mm-hmm. Think of the micro content as all the branches that stem off the tree to expand upon your reach.
0: Almost like a digital asset of each Episode you do, yeah, and you know I love that term because that's what you guys call them, and it's easy for me when I get a guest, I'm like, hey, there's going to be 15 digital assets off of this, and we'll tag you, let's co collaborate, and let's do all of these things together online. Yeah,
1: yeah, because that's another big pitfall that folks fall into is I'm going to do a podcast, and my podcast, as soon as I build it, they will come. They will, yeah, Yeah. and it just doesn't work that way. Producer Charlie and I were talking, you know, podcasting relative to. Vlogs and even blogs uh, are still severely outnumbered. Like there are far more blogs and, you know, video series than there are podcasts. I think there's something like four or five million podcasts that have been actively registered through Apple. But if you really dive into the numbers, there's only about a couple hundred thousand of those that are actively producing. So got a
0: lot in the graveyard.
1: Yes. And there's a tremendous opportunity for you to come in and differentiate and amplify if you have the appropriate strategy. And so rather than creating a 30-minute episode with no following, little to no following, thinking people will find you, that's how you end up in the graveyard Mm -hmm. because you you start to feel like it's an echo chamber. Why don't we create bite-sized content that we can leverage across all the major social platforms? And all these platforms are all competing against each other. You Twitter is going up against YouTube, YouTube up against TikTok, and they all have some sort of real type version of um you know short form video content 30
0: seconds to 2 minutes that they're
1: prioritizing yep. exactly so that is more snackable content that meets new people where they are considering how short attention spans are so that you can nurture them over the course of time to actually be willing to eat and enjoy the main course, which right. is the podcast.
0: And then and then from sense. there, you got to have the call to actions, which yeah, exactly. is kind of what we're working on right now. And the that's titles, the, next step. That's the, the next banners,
1: step. the thumbnails. I mean, there's next quite step. a bit. There's a number of assets to really meet and engage people to get them to hop over the fence. But yeah. at the end of the day, um, putting the podcast out there and thinking that that alone in and of itself is enough I want to
0: caution people against that. Right. It won't be. Yeah. And just because you have a thousand friends online via any social media, doesn't mean you're going to have a thousand no, subscribers no. the next day. It just doesn't work or yeah. the next month or the next two months. Because what you realize is that, you know, you're back to your content portion. You got to have stuff people want to watch. They got to have stuff they want to yep. listen to. And, you know, and uh, my, my piece of advice is don't get offended if they don't. You know, make sure you give them something to look at and, you know, and and give them something that they want to listen to, even if it's just one episode. And if that one episode is it, then they can share that with a lot of people. And that's that one
1: episode. Well, and that's why I like what you're doing, you know, because you're bringing on a lot of people with different flavors and different walks of life that can kind of hit, you know, a diverse audience base. Uh, But if you are leveraging kind of a podcast as a lead generation strategy where you're just interviewing title companies or real estate companies or property management companies. Yeah. Like, don't be offended if you don't get, you know, friends and family all in, because what are they going to buy from you anyways? Like they're probably not even your ideal customer. Right.
0: And, you you know, know, that's exactly right. (laughs) And, you know, and I think a couple of things to look at when you want to take a look at uh, startup to breakthrough to monetizing is what, besides your services, what can you sell? Yeah. Do you have a brand or you have a book? You know, what is it you can monetize on this platform? That's another avenue to get out there. And right. also, for your guests, what can you help them monetize? Right. You know, to your point, if they wrote a new book, they have a charity, they have an online platform, what can you help them monetize? That's another good way of attracting guests and asking people to come on the show. Absolutely. Um, but for me, one of the things that uh, you asked earlier, why did we build a studio like this? Why do we have a full-time producer? For me, I... I. Research the podcast space, and you just reaffirmed what my research was telling me to begin with, was there's a lot of podcasts, but there's very few. It's the 80-20 rule. There's very few that are actually performing at a high level. Yeah. 20% are doing 80% of the production out there. So how, how do we get into that 20%? And I knew it was going to take guests, significant guests, mm-hmm. some, some people that I could call upon that I've met over the last 21 years, but I needed a studio. Mm-hmm. I didn't need them to come into to 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 my to my uh, office space and do it. I needed them to come into a studio and them be kind of taken back by what we've done to where they tell people how surprised they were, and they're like, "Man, I did not expect this well,
1: at all, dude. This is an experience." Oh, well, thank you. If you're gonna if you're gonna try to command someone's attention, that's a high caliber, you know, highly functioning, performing person for 45 minutes to an hour. Right. You better create some sort of an experience that can help them further their end game or their end goal. And and so like that's a huge component to it. I think you just mentioned there. And then going back to the numbers of the 80/20, uh, I want to shed some light for folks that are maybe on, you know, just kind of getting started and maybe they're mm-hmm. feeling a little discouraged. Good. I want to um, talk about that. Yeah. Don't be discouraged again. Go slow to go fast. But if your podcast, if your episodes are doing somewhere around 150 to 200 downloads an episode, you're actually in the top 50%.
0: Yeah, you're in the game. Podcasters
1: out there. Yep. If you can cross that thousand, uh, you know, subscriber mark for an episode, you're actually in the top twenty percent. Like that's pretty achievable, and I think that there is a very tangible roadmap that people like us can help you put in place to actually get there. It just takes clarity of mission first, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Like where are you taking people? Clarity of brand, clarity of purpose, and then just consistency. I love it. So it's very achievable. You don't have to be doing like 25,000, 50,000 plus downloads to have the impact that you're probably wanting to have. Because I guarantee people listening to this that I'm have that so itch. Glad you clarified that. That have that itch. They're like, I want to impact. I, you know, like Q's doing, I can feel the energy. And oftentimes I'm, I'm of the belief that if you feel a positive energy watching or observing someone do something... It's probably because that thing is within you, too. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have the
0: same desire. I'm so glad you clarified that because that was one of the things that I think kind of gets missed in this is that it's a large space. Recently, you know, the the old adage, like, the first to the space dominates the real estate, right? But in this particular game, there's so many people in the space, but they're not consistently providing content. So they're kind of falling to the side or that graveyard, as you may. Yeah but it doesn't take much to get in that top 50%. And it really doesn't, you know, and, you know, to, to that point, we've been doing this for less than 30 days and we're literally at the 200, almost at the 200 mark.
1: And so it's, it
0: doesn't take much. It's just a matter of putting forth that effort and getting out there and following some of these things. So let me, let me go back a little bit here because I get this question all the time, especially from real estate agents. And that, and, and, and if you're listening, this, this part's for you. That's so cool. I would, I was thinking about a podcast I think this would be great. How can we connect them for someone like you and your company to help them with that pod in the box or pod box that gets to yeah. them. and now they've got it in their office here or they've got it at home and they can start recording content. What advice do you have for someone like that? To obviously know your audience, determine the content, but let's don't talk about what you can do for your buyers and your sellers. Let's don't go into real estate transactions what is some, what is some content or what are some pieces of advice you would give to someone that wanted to get started? And then, you know, maybe what's like an ideal cost for someone to get started too, because I heard these numbers from your team when we first started yeah, and I was taken back at the affordability yeah. to get started. And you guys have made that space easier to enter because you have so many team members and your, your scalability, your economies of scale. Yeah. Are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So take a minute to, to kind of go through that for us.
1: Yeah, okay, so let me address uh, your I think second question, which was something around what should you as an agent, for instance, be thinking about when starting, then I'll talk about costs. Okay. Uh, so, man, I think there's like something like a million plus registered agents across the United States. I mean, the numbers the number is up there. And then you know we're not even including los, so uh, understand that it's a red ocean. You know I'm looking at the foot of the ocean yeah. over here. Uh, so I would tell an agent that it is imperative that you figure out what your brand is outside
0: of being a real estate agent. Good point. Is that, I mean, is that fair? Well, it is, and I, <laughs> and I think many of them know that. You know, there's yeah. a lot of people that do know that. You know, obviously I'm around a tremendous amount of agents. They do know that. So yeah. They already have their brand. They know what they. They know exactly where they are.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. And so I would also encourage that they think about, in addition to creating content on the market and updates and things of that nature, think about how they can create some other piece of content that brings to the forefront who they are as an individual. Because again, I've never seen this, and I've only been in business now three to four years, but people making buying decisions, they want to really do business with people that they feel aligned with. Mm-hmm. And I think that if you're out there and you're just using all the buzz terms and all the jargon of your industry, thinking that that somehow edifies you, you're missing the boat. For instance, I've got a real estate agent out of, uh, I think, Indy. And this guy is just super into fitness. So we worked a whole brand strategy you know, guide for him. And we've branded him as joey you know the fitness real estate agent you know and he's hanging at all the gym and now he's getting all this business from the gym sure and from like the local fitness scene in indianapolis because that's the thing that he's passionate about it aligns across other people that are in fitness that oh by the way are looking to sell or buy Mm -hmm. so and i've said it a couple times and i've learned that sometimes you need to be able to be comfortable repeating yourself lean into the things that
0: Comfortable repeating yourself and lean into the things. That's the last part. I thought we were going to make it through. It That air kicked on, though. Yeah, it feels good. It does feel good. (laughs) Normally, I mean, it's an icebox in here. I couldn't believe how hot it was. All right, keep your positions.
1: Okay. Lean into it. Lean into the things that make you uniquely you. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is the day and age where everybody's a media company. And as far as I checked, I'm, I'm one of one <laughs> I'm the only Carl Soto, you're the only Quentin Harris that I know, right? And, and so those are the key differentiators there. So hopefully that speaks to the content piece. It does. Now, Thank as far you. as startup costs, you know, we realize that podcasting is a loss leader, both in time and money. And people often believe time is money. I don't really subscribe to that. That's another conversation. <laughs> but to the money factor, to the time factor, we do have this product. It's called the Pod Box. And literally in a box that gives you all the high-end equipment that you need. But besides the equipment, because that's kind of the easy part. Right. You actually get access to our team of graphic designers, of producers, of copywriters that help you with all the digital assets that are going to help you stand out with the podcast. So we'll help you with your cover art. You know, there's specific image specifications and it needs to have a certain look and feel to stand out Absolutely. for the submission will help you with your call to actions in producing your intro and your outro. Will I even help you with creating custom music? So this kind of goes back to your personality. If you're into salsa, maybe you want to, you know, put out a little salsa music <laughs> as you like, you it's know, your intro. lay out the vocals yeah. for your intro and your outro again to really attract folks in. And it goes all the way down to a podcast website where we can host all of your all of your content. Mm-hmm. And then the first 360 minutes of your content for free, where we'll produce everything, edit, and then distribute the content for you. So that was really our intent to help good people that knew that they had something great to say and people to help get out of the rat race, get out of their own way, and capitalize on this opportunity because this is the age of content creation and content's currency.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: all of that's about a
0: thousand dollar investment just to get going. That's, but I mean, like, You're giving people something for free, 360 minutes for free. I mean, if you think about that, that's a ton of episodes, a ton of content to get out there and you're producing it for them. And that's the other thing, man, the production, the production itself, that's where it's at. You know, if it doesn't sound good, people aren't going to listen to it. The production's highly important because there's nothing like listening to it in your truck or your car and you got to turn it up because of the content.
1: I'm happy you said that. I want to say it was Harvard or MIT, one of those really smart schools in the Northeast. (laughs) They did a study and they showed that you know video quality being a little bit less than ideal, folks can get away with it, okay. right? Even poor writing quality, misspellings, folks can kind of get away with it. But for whatever reason, audio, audio is directly linked to this part of our brain where people make a quick real-time decision as to whether or not they trust you. And so if the audio is poor, if it's out of whack, out of balance, it's not equalized, all these fancy terms, people tune out. Right. And typically, if they've given you a shot and they don't know who you are and they bounce, odds of them coming back are slim to none. Slim to none.
0: No, I believe that.
1: Audio quality needs to be dialed
0: in. Needs to be. Great, great point. You know, and I will say this, the the content that your team puts out, especially if you're going to give that to someone for free. Mm-hmm. People, I would highly recommend reaching out to your team at Streamlined Podcast. Um, I can't say enough great things. The Thank content you. you guys are putting out is top notch. We get compliments all the time. Um, that people go, man, the content you're putting out is great. And I'm like, whoa, wait, like
1: <laughs> yeah. that
0: isn't me. That's our marketing team. And they're doing a phenomenal job and, and kudos to you guys. You really do. And, uh, you've blown my expectations of what yeah. we're doing over here. And I greatly appreciate it.
1: We appreciate it, man. I mean, we, we call the company streamlined because it does take a village and there are a number of different things that need to happen in order for you to sustain and uh, ultimately create the impact that you want to. But at the end of the day, our goal was to help people lean into their uniqueness, show up, create great content, and allow us to handle all the heavy lifting.
0: Well, you're that's definitely really getting it, it done. We appreciate it. And you know, where can people find more information about Streamlined Podcasts? Absolutely. Head over to our website, that's mm-hmm. Streamlined Podcasts. Dot com.
1: Right. We'll have that, I'm sure, somewhere yeah, in the we'll show we'll throw notes. it right
0: in the show there, put the notes in there, and also have all the uh, links for, and yeah. for everybody to kick on. So.
1: Also, I, I can include a quick little 15-minute uh, call with myself or someone on my team if someone's listening to this and they're like, you know what, I've, I've taken the time to really get clear on mission and purpose. Love it. I want to talk with these folks and learn more
0: well so, you can guarantee when it. people ask me about a podcast I'm just going to say hey check out episode <laughs> and send it right over to them so they can listen to it send it to them so they can hear what they need to do there but again thank you so much for stopping by the studio course, really man. appreciate, appreciate your time. you. time thank you sir Thanks take care have me. a good one got one more shot I'm gonna make it one more chance I'm gonna take it I meant it when I said it now it's time for me to do it I got one life to live so i put all into it yeah